What's up, everybody? We're back. Episode three. All that and then some. All that and then some. It's a it's a special episode, you know. We got our first uh, guest. Woo! So, um, shout out our, our first guest, but, you know, it's your normal host besides that, Dallas and Janelle. Yeah, um, you know, we got to talk for a little bit. Yeah, but, uh, you know, episode three. I hope you guys liked the first and second episode, and hopefully... It's getting some traction out there and, you know, people are enjoying what they're hearing. Well, the good thing, too, is if they don't like it, we have a guest. So, yeah, hopefully they'll like the guest because this guest is a Coog legend. Yeah. And Calvin the Cat is going crazy with these wires. Straight zoomies today. Straight <laughs> zoomies. So if any disconnection or anything happens, um, you know the deal. The usual. We'll fix it later. But anyways, uh, let's get this thing rolling. Um, we are blessed with an amazing first guest, good friend of mine, old teammate of mine, the list goes on and on. And uh, a new friend of mine. And a new friend of Janelle's. Snapple yeah. lover. Yeah. Snapple lover. Painter. Yeah. Icon. All right, absolutely. <laughs> well, did anyone guess by those first voices, the, the first voice of uh, the Jihad Woods Woo! in the house? So yeah. What's up? <laughs> But no, you know, we got we got we got a, a, a true Coog legend here mm-hmm. with us. So, you know, me and Jihad have had a lot of off the books talks about a whole lot of different things and stuff. So I figured, hey, why not bring on an amazing first guest to just dive into more, um, talk with it through Janelle and everyone else and you know, just share our life as ex college athletes. Um, mm-hmm. all of us are working in college athletics now. Mm-hmm. Um, me and Jihad for the football team, obviously, and Janelle in the department over, of one in the department of one over there in <laughs> athletics um, but no we got Jihad Woods originally from San Diego is that what you claim right yes sir San Diego California <laughs> San Diego California Helix High School mm-hmm. wait you went to Helix yeah <gasps> you know the keys the keys is Kendall yeah yeah I know oh. Kendall I went to school with Kendall oh really you know me yeah yeah okay. we went to school together you know you know Makar you know Makai Stevenson? Yeah, I know the name. I don't think I ever met. That's one of like my closest friends. Oh, no way. Yeah. Well, maybe, I think I think Makai was a freshman probably when I was a senior. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. oh, look at that. Look at <laughs> yeah, us being her. friends. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, no. Jihad Woods played, what did you end up playing, six years? Um, <laughs> five. Five. Red shirt. Fresh shirt in my freshman year. Yeah, so Jihad, you got there in 2016, right? Yes, sir. And I came in 2017, so we were teammates for basically the whole time. Um, Jihad played linebacker for those that don't know, probably anyone coming from Janelle's side maybe. Yeah, were you you Mike or Will? I was Will. Okay. Okay, because so the first student athlete I met at WSU was Travion Brown. Okay. And him and I were really close, and – he would always be like, yeah, Jihad's so cool, whoever, Jihad's so cool. And I was like, okay, I know who Jihad is because I see his picture on the big screen. But when Jihad walks in the gray W, he just walks with a purpose and walks right by me. So no. I guess I'm not important. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm giving you a hard time. Uh, I'll just be chilling. I'll yeah. be minding my business. Yeah, so it's been nice. Me and, me and Jihad are back together. And I don't think he ever thought he'd be back in Pullman. No, sir. Like <laughs> myself. But I'm going on year seven, so I'm, I'm about to do some laps on Jihad, I guess. Mm, man, when I left... I thought I was never coming back. <laughs> you packed up your stuff and pa- packed up all my stuff. I gave away all my stuff, uh, all my winter stuff. And when I came back in January, I, I think I gave my big jacket to uh, the dollar 
Yeah. When I first met, I gave it to him. Uh, when I came back for the pro day, and I'm like, man, I need that jacket back. It's too cold out here. He gave it back for sure, though, right? No, he didn't. <laughs> are you serious, Dollar? Mm. No, nah, it's all good. It's yeah. all good. You know, those jackets are a hot commodity, especially those yeah. ones. It's still got my name on it. Yeah. Too, yeah. You the one who put it on there. <laughs> the gray one yeah. with the name, the patch. Yeah, yeah so no, it's, it's – who would have thought? Yeah. Who would have thought? Jihad Woods, Dallas Hobbs. Mm-hmm. And then we got some other hooligans running around back in Pullman, too. So mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty – Pretty crazy. George, who maybe will get on the podcast. He loves to interrupt the podcast, but never hop on. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it's it's good to have another familiar face back in the building. Um, we had a nice thing. Nice thing brewing. Uh, I guess, Jihad, introduce yourself in, in terms of what you're doing now, blah, 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 and kind of explain that, I guess, what you're, what you're up to for daily life now. Yeah, so now um, I'm a defensive scout. Um, also, I'm an alumni relations um so you know it's been it's been very interesting it's been kind of weird coming back you know on the other side of things um just because I've had I I still have teammates that are on the team now so you know it's it's a different dynamic and a different type of relationship that I have with you know RJ BJ and those guys now um but it's fun man I love you know recruiting guys evaluating guys that's what I do all day and you know I'm also like a mentor to these guys you know, I, I try to, um, you know, just give them insight on, you know, what to expect. You know, just my experience being, you know, in the same position that they were. Um, obviously, some things have changed in IL. Yeah. I mean, I wish I had NIL. <laughs> oh, my you, God. You, you definitely would have pulled in big on NIL. That's for sure. Yeah. Especially from, like, the Pullman community. Yeah. I know you would have gotten so much more, <laughs> but, like, Pullman – all these businesses would have been like, we got the Jihad Woods. <laughs> but, yeah, 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 no, it's that's, – that's what's nice. And then I always see you helping people out like Buddha and stuff when you can and just being that mentor figure and probably explaining to them like, hey, you know, I, I went through it all. You know, I know what happens, what you need to do um, inside the playbook, you know, on the field, off the field, mm-hmm. the whole nine yards. Like, I bet you're giving good insight because you, you've, seen, you've seen it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Main thing I try to teach these guys is – you know, time management. Yep. Time management. Time management is like super important, man. You don't want to waste your time. Like I tell them all the time, it it it, com- it comes by fast. It goes mm-hmm. by fast. Like it may not seem like it in, in that in that moment, but man, I felel like I was just a freshman coming in. Yeah. June nineteenth, two thousand sixteen. <laughs> Everyone knows that day. I was yeah. June seventeenth, two thousand seventeen. <laughs> well, yeah. let's rewind a little bit. So, how did you end up at Wazoo? Um. So. Washington State was one of my only offers. I got offered um, my junior year of high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I committed two weeks after I got offered. Didn't know anything about Washington State. Didn't know anything about Pullman. I just wanted to play Pac-12 ball. Like, I didn't I didn't care. Especially to the fact that, like, you're from California. The California yeah. schools didn't recruit you. Mm-hmm. That's the only – Pac-12 is the only conference in California for Division One. So, it's like – Yeah. You had I, something to prove. Yeah, for sure. And I had a lot of schools, like – show interest mm-hmm. but never they never really pulled the trigger yeah so i was like you know what as soon as i get this offer from you know a team that i could see myself playing in i'm, I'm taking it yeah mm-hmm. and that's what i did i was the first person in my in my uh my class to commit yep um it was me and ian book he's a quarterback 
he was he played at um, Notre was, Dame. Yeah, he was at Notre Dame. Oh right? yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah. committed here. Yeah, he committed here. Wow. Now that's all ringing a bell. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I committed super early. Stuck, stuck with it, mm-hmm. and you know I'm glad how things played out. Yeah, you know it's it's life is what life is, you know, and everything you know just happens to happen, you know. Mm-hmm. There's, Mm-hmm. There's not much you can. I feel like there's not much you can do to control life. Like you kind of just have to live it. You know the ups and downs, ride it, and figure out what happened. And right. You obviously had your 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 series of ups and downs through football. Yeah. Um, all of us did. Um, in terms of you know Janelle had three coaches. I think you said. Yeah, three head coaches in four years. Oh me, man. Me and Jihad had three yeah. in five years, and yeah. position coaches. I think I had four. Yeah. Yeah, like four. Three different, uh, three different DCs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, it's like a lot. every year was a a new like the first couple of years it kind of stayed the same, and then once a new staff came in, it started to just re re readapt to that, and mm-hmm. defense changed. So you were every time spring ball came around, like spring ball is supposed to be this time where you're like, oh yeah, like I already know the defense, like I already uh, you know I'm ready to rock and roll. Nope. Was learning every year. <laughs> we were just learning every again. Yeah. <laughs> what? So what was that like for you? having to, you know, relearn everything again. And, like, you know, you get through the fall and you're like, okay, like, we got our season down. Like, we went and played in a bowl game. And then it was, like, January, February hits and you're it's like, okay, whole new thing, ready, go. Yeah, it was definitely hard. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like when you have a basic understanding of football, um, you should be able to adapt pretty fast. Um, you know, everybody – Everybody learns differently. It's just a matter of applying yourself at the mm-hmm. end of the day. Mm-hmm. So when you really want to, you know, do something, you know, you don't really distract yourself from, you know, those type of things. So that's what I did. I was just focused the entire time. And, you know, something that I wish I would have did, I wish I would have, you know, went out and party with Dallas. <laughs> that's you mean it get social? Yeah, yeah. Get, get very social. <laughs> get very social. But, you know, I, I, I did take – you know, my, my college career very, very seriously. And I didn't – something that I wish I would have did is, you know, get out more and you know, enjoy it. Enjoy it a little bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it, – yeah, it's, it's – it's you know, you always make decisions off whatever is feels right in the moment, and, you know, that felt right at the moment. But, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I, I definitely understand that. But the good thing is, like, we were still always, like – the cool thing about our, like, our group – it always got closer like yeah. every year the team got closer and closer so mm-hmm. yeah you were still always hanging out with the boys in the locker room and stuff but and i think it was a part a part of that had to do with you know everything that we went through off the oh, field. Yeah. like you know traumatic things that happened very traumatic things like i think in our time frame like from the class of 2016 there's a few people before when leach first got there there's some a whole lot of things that happened too but even from 2016 to 2000 22 like yeah. traumatic things after traumatic things i think it was almost every year like yeah, it, it was, was something happening every year it was it's hard to handle and it's like it's just and that's what that's what kind of sucks you know as football players like in our it's like and i'm not saying it's the coach's fault it's kind of just how the culture is it's mm-hmm. like it it gets ingrained to you that you just keep on pushing through mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you keep on hopping to the next workouts and they gave us time and they gave us the right mental counseling and everything but it's yeah. like you don't know how to handle that stuff, especially at a young age. Like you don't know, like this thing is just abruptly happening. You're just like, how does this happen? Like, and, and you just kind of have to get through it. And it's just it definitely a whole lot happened in mm-hmm. my 
five years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think like as someone coming in and like seeing some of the stuff happen and like hearing about it, it was so hard to mm-hmm. be like this group and especially to hear about your group and your yeah. class to be like, y'all went through so much. Like yeah. no college student should have to go through even one of the things you went through. And so I think, I think that was really hard as an administrator for me to kind of be there and be like, how do I support the football team and a team I'm very close to in a way where I'm, I can empathize with you, but I wasn't there, you know? And I think, um, I just want to give a lot of props to y'all and like everything for everything you went through. Like that, that was hard stuff. Yeah. Really hard stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And it's cool to see now how much support the the team has. Oh yeah. Like it's, it's hands, like what we went, what we started with like 16, 17, in terms of just support staff, resources at the university, everything like what they have now yeah, is is top tier. Water. It like, blows it out the water. There's so many people that have come in and set boundaries, set foundations to allow success here at Washington State, and that's mm-hmm. what I love to see. Like nutrition wise, skyrocketed. Uh, weight room skyrocketed. Yeah. You know, like things just they invest. Creative skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. Like they're investing, and that's why I think there's something special that is happening at Washington State. Because we are a school that lacks resources, truly lacks resources, mm-hmm. but we find a way to get it done, like no matter what. So well, that's what it's what's so special. Yeah, yeah, we seen it. We seen this program, you know, progress in every way, yeah. every single year. I mean, it's it's amazing to see. Yeah, so I think you know we and we have the right people in in place now that like this thing is going to take off, and I think they're all working on like they laid the foundation, and now it's just keep growing on that. So. Yeah. I'm happy for what the student athletes here at Washington State have now. Um, they have the support, and that's kind of what the whole college athletics is turning into, though. Too like mm-hmm. it's it's like you have to give support to mm-hmm. the the individuals in the sports, the administrators. Like everyone needs support now because it's just it's an ever changing world, and it's mm-hmm. like so much is going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's like the standard now. Yeah, and I think before I know when I was you know back in my day, <laughs> like I just think about the immense resources that even my institution UNLV yeah. has. And I was like, I'm like, wow, like yeah. that, how did we, how did we survive without that? No, and then you, you look back like 20, 40 years. Like, obviously I hear all the stories yeah. from my dad. My dad played at the university of Iowa back in 78. Like, mm-hmm. and to hear those stories, I'm like, yeah, that is why you are walking the way you are now. And that's why your body's the way it is because right. it was two days. It was yeah. no recovery, no like true training room. I mm-hmm. can't speak to it fully, but I'm assuming that's what it was. It wasn't, you know, we didn't have ultra D G's. We didn't have game ready. We didn't have, um, hydroponic treadmills, like mm-hmm. not hydroponic, whatever. I'm just trying to spit some science. Just all those things and ice tubs and cold baths and amazing yeah. trainers. Like they didn't have that back in the day. There also wasn't the research. There wasn't anything available to do that. So that's, what's great that the science backing in like science, mental health, psychology, all that stuff that's backing college athletics. Now we'll see the success longer. Like mm-hmm. athletes can actually play longer, feel better. And a lot more things are happening. So that's, that's what's so amazing about college athletics now is that there's actual resources being provided for athletes. Mm-hmm. What a time to be a student athlete. I know. So, okay. So Jihad, when you came in, like, and you came into Washington State, which did it have way more resources than your high school? Like, what was that like? And were you, did you walk into the training room and you're like, whoa, or was it, did it like meet your expectations? Yeah. Um, it was definitely a bump up from my high school. Um, the facilities at my high school were kind of old at the time. Um, 
And then, you know, coming here, I don't know what what year exactly the football facility was I think it was 15. Was 15 when it was fully complete. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, everything was kind of still new. Um, but, yeah, everything, it was a bump up, but at the same time, it was still a lot of stuff missing. Like, um, the nutrition standard wasn't nowhere near what it is now. Mm-hmm. Like, And then it was, just a, it was just a lot that we couldn't do. Yeah. Um, like, I remember... Um, during the weekend, the weight room was closed. Yeah. So really, yeah. Wow. Whereas, and you know, and you know the the nutrition room, the nutrition area is in the weight room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we was just on our own. <laughs> we was just on our own on the weekends. Yeah. And, yeah. And it's now there's like f- lifts to come in and lift on your own. Like there's mm-hmm. so yeah, much things can, set up, and you can get it in. You know, you can do extra work any time of the day. You can, you know, there's unlimited amount of food. Mm-hmm. Um. They've yeah. just made it easier. Like, back in the day, like, we could text Coach Brown. Like, shout out Coach Brown. You could text him, and he'll let you in and mm-hmm. stuff. But it, yeah. it wasn't just, like, ease of access. Like Very strict back then. Yeah. So. So, so when I was in school, they just passed the legislation where you could give snacks to people. Oh. So my senior year, our nutrition station was run out of a old women's bathroom. Mm. So they, like, covered the toilets and everything. And that's where our nutrition station was. So it was covered with like oranges and granola bars and very, very basic stuff. And we were so grateful because right. we were like, we get free snacks. Yeah. Right, right, and right. now I just can't imagine yeah, anyone having it run out of a bathroom. No, no, that's <laughs> crazy. Yeah, that's, that, that's like the support staff that's just like nutrition, nutritionists you'd think would be around all the time mm-hmm. have just like in the last three years, I'd probably say it's become something that's like, an actual position on a football team, like a nutritionist mm-hmm. and stuff, which right. is wild. Yeah. Yeah. I think, so my sister started, she went to school, she's a registered dietitian. And so she became a registered dietitian and like worked in private practice. And then she got the, a job at Michigan state mm-hmm. in probably 2018. Mm-hmm. So in the Michigan state was one of the first places to have like a full staff from what mm-hmm. I can recall. So I kind of remember that. Yeah. Like, what five years ago that's yeah crazy. and that's kind of like when uh we got miss Lindsay. yeah like miss Lindsay, if you're she listening shout out to miss Lindsay because she changed she, she changed the program blood sweat tears everything for she that program. program like she she put the foundation of nutrition everybody in the cafeteria Lindsay. in the weight room like everywhere like you talk to anybody in the time span that was in my time or around miss Lindsay, and they'll speak volumes to like what she did we love miss Lindsay to death yeah yeah no <laughs> we do anything for miss Lindsay. yeah miss Lindsay was the ride or die <laughs> i was also on her hiring committee too um i sat in i remember sitting in uh the camp room oh while she God. gave her presentation really you didn't know i was in i was also in janelle's too. And he, really he hated me <laughs> <laughs> dang that was you old man <laughs> I remember like meeting Lindsay for the first time and she was still around and I just remember being like, you know, everything like (laughs) just the knowledge. And she was so prepared and also she was so in shape. It was so cool to watch her. I watched her lift a couple times. Mm -hmm. I was like, that's cool. (laughs) Oh yeah. She was an animal in the weight room too. Yeah. Yeah. So shout out her shout out. Miss Lindsay. Congrats on the, the new baby on the way. Shout out coach Sal. Mm-hmm. Coach Sal helped me through some. Coach he was Sal's here when too. I broke my ankle. So, oh yeah, yeah. I can't say what our our group was called, but <laughs> <laughs> shout out our group and Coach Sal. So, congrats to them. I'm I'm happy for them down in Texas, living life and doing what they love. Yeah. You got great people in college athletics, oh, and yeah. wherever they end up, it's exactly. just so fun. It's, it's just so nice to stay connected to all those people. Like 
players, past coaches, past everything. Yeah, like, yeah. there's every so often I'll talk to Coach Brown, Coach Traver, like the people that you saw all the time. Those were our old strength coaches. Like, mm-hmm. I'll always reach out to all them. So it's it's really cool. Yeah, I think it's different with with football, and I think. The other thing is, we'll get into another time about my college experience because it was very interesting. Yeah. Um, but I don't really stay in touch with anyone from my team. Um, a little bit, but yeah. not like a ton. And then I don't really talk to my coaches that much. Maybe every so often. But yeah. one of the things I love about football is like you're connected for life, and like I can really see that, especially at Washington State. It's yeah. and it, it plays off. I think it's more the team sport, like. Swimming's still a team sport, but it's, not but it's like more invi- individual base where mm-hmm. it's like football, like you have to trust the man to the left and right of you. Mm-hmm. Like you, you have to trust Jihad was my linebacker. He was giving me call. Like there has to be this true family dynamic for the team to actually operate. Mm-hmm. And that's why we get so close. And we also, we went through so much hard things. So it's yeah. like that, like I know not every football, a cr- football program across the country has that same family dynamic. But when you go through hard times, when you have tough coaches when you have a lot of things going on where it's like all we got is each other Mm -hmm. you start to bleed into each other and provide for each other and that's what that dynamic turns through and I think football's one of those tough sports where it's like you kind of have to come together to see greatness Mm -hmm. well Jihad let's get into your last year at Washington State so the year you ignored me but you know it's cool (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding but so you're in your last semester here Mm -hmm. you know you're playing you're prepping for whatever the next step is for you yeah walk me through kind of what you were thinking was going to happen after the season was over I mean my whole life I've had dreams and aspirations going to the NFL Mm -hmm. so you know I had this like hyper focus to me and I think I was too I was too uptight you know I was I, I think I did too much and it I think it caused me to not have the senior season that you know I thought I'd have um but you know I don't have any regrets I had a you know amazing amazing college experience um my senior year I, I, I feel like I did a pretty I had a pretty good season um not up to the expectations I had but um you know i the the main thing I I love to think about is just like the relationships and you know the people I was able to you know inspire and affect around me just based off you know playing the game that I love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, my senior season it was it was fun. Um, I gave it all I got. <laughs> so that's, yeah, that's that's yeah. all you gotta have at the end. Yeah. Of the yeah. Like. Um, you know, just and then I prepared. Uh, I I went and trained in Miami for three months. Okay. Um, and then I got a call to um, go to you know Steelers. Didn't make it over there. So yeah, that was that was my experience. Okay. Then so you didn't make it. Yeah. So then what 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 happened? What were you thinking? Oh man, I felt to be honest, I fell into a deep depression. Yep. And you know, cause I just never thought I'll be not going to the NFL. You know what I mean? Like yeah. That was just something that was going to happen for me. Yeah. And I worked so hard for mm-hmm. it. You know, and just, and so it was just, it was just devastating. Yeah. And, you know, I got calls to play CFL, XFL, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But for me, it was like, it, for me personally, it was NFL or nothing. Yeah. So, yeah. And, I, and I really didn't see that as worth, you know, the other leagues is worth it. Yeah. So, 
Um, and you know, I was just super depressed. Uh, I gained like twenty pounds just from eating. You know, I was just I just had like a lot of mental barriers mm-hmm. um, that I was trying to get through. Um, and then once I got through that, it was maybe like October, November. Um, I started, you know, getting back in the right mind state and I stopped feeling sorry for myself. Um, and in de- uh, December, that's when I got the call from Coach Dickert to come work here. So, and now you're just paving the way. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. And yeah, me, me and Jihad, have, we, we have these talks every so often in the office, kind of check ins and talk mm-hmm. about it all, especially when he first got back. You know, it was, I think we had a conversation like, February, January, yeah, about that, that same idea. Yeah. I always remember it's because it's always nice to talk to players and old ex-teammates about that stuff because mm-hmm. I feel like it's not talked about enough. And right. I, I feel like I've started to use my platform as much as I can. And it's a big goal to share my mental health issues and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But I had the same thing. And the crazy part is I knew when mine was ending. Like, mm-hmm. I knew, like, uh, I was like, I had the decision to hang up my cleats and I knew it was happening and I had three months to prepare that I was going into the adult world. And I still had an identity crisis. Yeah. And at the time, I was like, you know, I got my life figured out. Got a job. You know, I want to do graphic design that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Start the job. And I go into a full-blown identity crisis. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, it's it's the fact that it was the day-in, day-out lifestyle of what you had. You had, like, I still had my teammates. Like, mm-hmm. I was still around the team, but I wasn't around them. So, it's like losing those people that you, you're with all the time. Losing that grind. Losing that 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 idea of like this mentality you have and it's gone. And once it's gone, it just, it hits like a brick wall Mm -hmm. because I think I went through, I went through a mental slump for my slump lasted probably like eight months. Honestly, Mm -hmm. like I finished up in January. I, my mental is finally just getting back. Like after this fall and seeing fall again. So it's like, it's just wild to me. Like for someone that for myself that I thought I had it figured out and I had a plan after Mm -hmm. it still hit me. Mm-hmm. And there's yeah. so many people that hang up the cleats that aren't prepared for these things. And I bet the brick wall comes a lot harder. Oh, uh, and I was one of them. I didn't have any type of plan. Yeah. Like for me, it was always that projection of me going to the NFL, yeah. not only from me, but from everybody around. Yeah, outside mm-hmm. sources yeah. and everything. Yeah. So like for, for it to not happen for me, it was like, damn, what do I do now? Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And, Cause it wasn't, I mean, you, in your head, you like, you had a slight idea of like, mm-hmm. okay, maybe this is what I want to do. But it was like, yeah. it was probably so far. It was like probably plan Z. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I haven't gave it any thought yeah. whatsoever. So, and I know a lot of people could relate to that. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So yeah. many people in the locker room and it's mm-hmm. like, that's why I, I like the fact that there's pre- career development, things that are happening and things mm-hmm. that are like trying to guide student athletes on the right path. Mm-hmm. Because I think like, there's just there's a lot of times where you know you're coming from you're coming from diverse underrepresented communities that it's sports all day mm-hmm. yeah. it's sports and that's what like you first off you make it out you make it out yeah. you make it to a college you get a college education a scholarship all this stuff mm-hmm. and you made it out and it's like sports is going to be my next thing to make yeah. it out and that's your focus like and then there's never that like backup plan mm-hmm. and yeah. you get to that point and it's like well shoot yeah, I think I think one of the interesting things, too, is as someone that worked in student athlete development and someone that sometimes participated in as a college athlete, I think there has to be a lot of buy in from 
me as a student athlete that like this is important because if I say for example I wanted to be a professional swimmer which this isn't true but I wanted to play professionally that was my plan that's all I would focus on I wouldn't have thought about any other things I wouldn't have done anything else and even if someone came up to me and was like hey you know we want you to build your resume or we want you to do this I would have been like nah I'm good and I think that's one of the things that's hard is that you kind of have to have that self-awareness and come to the realization Mm -hmm. that, Hey, I actually, you know, need to look at the next step Mm -hmm. instead of just so focused on your sport. And it it is so hard to do just, yeah. I luckily had a good idea, but it's like, I saw so many teammates around me where it was like, it was like, you guys really just really, really don't care. It's Mm -hmm. a, it's a fine line between self self self-awareness and delusion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You gotta be delusional in order to achieve what you want to achieve. But at the same time, you got You also have to have that self awareness of um, the possibility of it not working out. Yeah, and it, it's like I get it though because it's like you're you're coached and you're told that you're going to do great things, and it's good mindset to have. Like, oh, I, I have this plan A, and plan A is the only mm-hmm. thing. Like, it is. It's a good mindset to have in a way because you are you're grinding at the wheel. Like, you're going to make it out and have a good mindset. But it's like. There's always that off chance. Yeah. You always. don't know how the NFL works. Like always. the NFL's they base it it's off so business. many things. Like mm-hmm. it's a business. It's like there's so many things going into it that you could be a premier player and yeah. it just doesn't line up right that year or at the time. And it's a lot of things can happen from that. Yeah. And I think something really cool about you, Jihad, is like you bet on yourself though. Like you were like, Hey, I'm gonna do give this everything I got. I'm gonna go train in Miami. Like this is important to me. So you gave that. And I think I think that that's something that a lot of Cougs see mm-hmm. is that like we know that you gave it everything you had and like you weren't going to just walk away just to walk away. Like I think that's really cool too. And just to know that like hopefully you gave that like 100% effort and you're like I gave the sport everything I got and like I you know maybe yeah. I'm not okay with it right now but like that's that's the reality of it. Yeah and I had s- similar conversations with my parents about that it's like they they know the work I put in and you know they know I gave it 110 percent every single day and I think that's for me that was the hardest part mm-hmm. is because I thought that hard work entitled me to you know my goals mm. yeah it doesn't no it doesn't always yeah it, it's your goals is a is a is a product of results in my opinion mm-hmm. you got to have results. Mm-hmm. And you know, I I feel short of the results that that needed to happen in order for me to you know take that step into the NFL. So yeah. you know that, and that's what it is for me. That's mm-hmm. just, that's just you know the truth. A hundred percent. So if we were having this conversation like two weeks after you got cut by the Steelers, or, oh, is that, are you okay that I said that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what What do you think? Like you would have said. Because, like, right now, it seems like you are very self-aware, and you're like, yeah, like, I, I know where I'm at. What do you think you would have felt, like, in those moments right after? I think I'd just be a mess. Like, I don't even know what I would be saying. Like, I, it, I, I couldn't, at the time, I couldn't accept it. And, you know, it already happened, and I just couldn't accept it. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was just hard. It was... I don't, I don't know what I'll be saying, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, it's I, – I think there always need to be – and I, I don't know if it comes from, like, a creative media side or something, but, like, 
doing some type of interview when a freshman first gets in, like trying to, it'd be hard to get through the whole team or something. And starting their freshman year, getting an interview of what, what their thoughts are, what all these ideas are, Mm -hmm. and then doing a post exit interview like you do at a lot of like businesses Mm -hmm. and stuff and just see like, like, because so many people, like maybe I tested on like a few, Mm -hmm. like maybe I tested this year on some freshmen. Yeah. Yeah. But like, it's just something I would, I would, I would love to just see like Mm -hmm. how it goes because it's, it's wild because your whole life, um, if you are, if you are someone that makes it to a division one, uh, school, most of your life, you're told the whole time you're amazing. Mm-hmm. You're great. Mm-hmm. You're going to make it. Like, you have nothing to worry about. Mm-hmm. Like, you have all these good things going on. You're getting praise after praise after praise. But then you come into a college football program, everyone is almost the same. Like, mm-hmm. we're all at the same baseline. Yeah. And then it's almost like this opposite effect. Because when you get into college athletics, like, I'm not saying all coaches are like that, and I'm not saying all coaches at Washington State. I'm talking from a general broad census of what I've heard from so many stories from other athletes and stuff. It's more like you're not, you're no longer hearing as much like you're great, you're amazing, like all these things. So it turns into like, in some senses, a degradation of like you're used to your character, your physical like being and stuff. So it's mm-hmm. like it turns into something totally different. And I think that flips a lot of people's athletic ability sometimes, mental health, like, and then being away from home, like it's wild the change that just like, words can do to things like i've always heard the saying like not a saying but it's like a proven fact like if you give kind thoughts to a plant or something like they've run tests that it will grow and stuff Mm -hmm. that makes sense and it's the same concept for a person and i'm not saying like it's it's you can't just say that to everyone you can't like give like you're great all the time but Mm -hmm. it's like there has to be something that allows like and i and i think the culture is starting to change a lot like yeah coaches aren't the same administrator everything's not the same right I think the standard for me, it was like the standard of where I was versus when I came into school, Mm -hmm. like it was not impressive anymore. So I think when it was like, oh, like I'm swimming these certain times, I'm doing this in practice. It was like, oh, that's just expected. That's not anything great. Mm -hmm. And so I think for me, especially as a freshman, I was like, so like, am I doing okay? Mm -hmm. Like, what do the coaches think? And I had never been in that position. And I think that was really hard for me to be like, I don't know where the coaches are at and they just communicated in a different way. And that was totally fine. But I had never experienced that where my best was just the standard was just average Mm -hmm. um, of what the expectation was. And I think it depends on your parents and stuff too. Like from my stand, my dad was hard Mm -hmm. and I'm slowly like we, we always had a good relationship, but it was not great like i was the type where i'm avoiding him in the car after i knew Mm -hmm. i had a bad game or Mm -hmm. i'm riding with my mom but that's just it was hard love and at the end of the day like i understand who my dad was how he grew up how he was raised how he was coached like he was just trying to see the best in me and i'll respect that always at the end of the day like no matter what but it was definitely tough so for me i got i grew up getting hard love so Mm -hmm. it it allowed me to just take it all as a different way i wasn't always getting praise and all this so and i was also under recruited and stuff like but the good thing is a lot of people at washington state were under recruited mm-hmm. so that's why i think the dynamic in the locker room was a lot different there um just because you know we were a lot of under recruited guys that had a chip on our shoulder and i think that's what brought us all close together there were not a lot of highly touted you know five mm-hmm. stars four stars that you know had all this going on so i think that also benefited us in a way uh, to create this family dynamic 
Mm-hmm. I think it's just it's just interesting to think about like this time when we're just talking about our college experience and I'm like I think back to my time and this the people I swam with and all that and I just I don't think I have regrets but I'm just like man hindsight is 2020 like I would have done some things differently like I would have kept in touch more with some of the, my, you know, people I swam with. Cause I don't know where they are right now. And they yeah. were really cool people, like mm-hmm. just little things like that. And, but I think it's a great, this is a great format to kind of just like talk about it in a little bit of therapy, like with yeah. people that get it. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's what's, that was, that is what was the hardest thing for me when kind of transitioning was there's all these things I wish I could have done differently. And for me, so I went and worked at Disney right after I graduated. Mm -hmm. And then I came back and worked at UNLV where I went to school and it was the same people. My teammates, like y'all, my teammates were still there. Like it was the same environment. I knew the people like all the same staff was there. And so it was so hard for me to go back and be like, see what they were doing and be like, wow, I should have done that. Or I could have been so much better or why are they having so much more fun than I did? And Mm -hmm. then, then I know I just, the identity crisis just went to a thousand because I was working there and I was miserable because I was just thinking about how everyone else was having way more fun than I was. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And to Jihad's point, like he said, dang, I wish I would have went and been a little more social with Dallas. Well, sometimes I wish I would have focused more (laughs) because I definitely, you know, I, 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 I can be honest like, I did like, especially the beginning part of my career, I definitely was not serious at all. And mm-hmm. Jihad can kind of attest to that definitely sometimes. Oh, I, I think there was a couple of <laughs> times that Jihad had called me out for it. And out of respect, you know, I finally matured and, you know, took a better sense of it all. But um, it took me a while to mature. And I'm like, I wish I would have started. Like, to me, though, like, I knew I was undersized and I didn't have that grind mentality. Mine was, oh, you know, my time will come, like, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. I'm just going to enjoy it. So there's two sides of the story because I wish, like, maybe if I would have treated my body a little bit better, like, I would have had a different route. Mm-hmm. But so. again, there's no such thing as coincidences. Yeah, it's not at all. Meant to and be. I'll never have a re- re- regret for anything I did. Like, mm-hmm. I enjoyed my college time. Like, yeah. I think we both enjoyed our college time, but we were definitely on opposite spectrums. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's crazy that, you know, we still, mm-hmm. we're still, we still now we're with. here. Yeah, we gelled and now we're here at the same point working for the team we played for. So, yeah, I'm just really impressed by y'all because I know that y'all went through like really tough identity crisis, like, and you came back to the school that you played at and you're, you're thriving. Well, I never left. Well, I know, I know, but (laughs) Jihad, I'm talking more to you, but I think that, you know, for me, this identity crisis lasted like at least three years Mm -hmm. and what was so hard is. And this is what I've kind of figured out. Like, so I moved to Florida and I was like, I'm leaving, like my swimming career doesn't exist anymore. Mm -hmm. And then I moved back to Vegas and I was like, that's all I can think about. And then I moved to New Orleans to work at Tulane and go to school. And I, I say this on the pod, like (laughs) the past couple of times, like Tulane changed my life because I felt like I had some moments at that place where I was like, this is what college is like. This is what it's like to be a part of a team. Like I can see all these things. And then I, now I feel like, okay, like I, I feel like my time as an athlete Mm -hmm. was complete, but that took me three years Mm -hmm. to come to that realization. And I was working with football. And so I think just being in that team environment, meeting so many amazing people just was really helpful to me. And yours, honestly, probably I'm not speaking towards it, but I'm just guessing like yours technically got delayed. So then it was just a bigger built up, like all the trauma just started to build up more. You Mm -hmm. left all the sports went across the country 
went into a different industry. So it's like yours was just it. I think identity crisis is going to hit any athlete, no matter mm-hmm. when the game ends for them. Yeah. But yours was just delayed, and then it allowed more trauma, and that's why it lasted so much yeah. longer. Because then you came back to sports, so then it all hit again. Yeah, you know all these experiences. So then you had to just relearn yourself, reinvent. No, I I like that. I think it maybe it wasn't that long. It was just delayed. Like my realizations yeah. were just really delayed, and I think about a lot of people that work in sports or people like me who leave and then come back and Mm -hmm. like they may be going through something similar you know because walking back into sports and not being an athlete like when you leave you're like whoa yeah yeah it's it's different i mean like you did that jihad yeah yeah and everybody you know remembers me yeah still so and i'm not even uh, like i'm not even to i'm not gonna brag about jihad but like he's definitely like a lot like I go places and people know me. Jihad goes places and people really know Jihad. So it's like. Yeah, Jihad's a lot cooler than you. Yeah, 100%. I wasn't, get, I wasn't fully getting to that. But but no, it, it, it's hard to be in Pullman, especially a small town like Pullman, and come back and experience things like that. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, for me, it's like I've kind of disassociated myself from that that type of attention that mm-hmm. I, I once wanted when I was yeah. just college athlete. So when it, I, it, back then it felt so good. Yeah, yeah. And um, now it's like I kind of cringe a little bit because yeah. of the fact that I don't necessarily feel like how I used to be. Like that, that ego isn't there anymore. Mm. So, you know, when people approach me and, you know, ask to take a picture, I'm just like. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like a, it's, it's. It's a person, obviously, through the identity crisis, you took that identity and you kind of shelved it. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's it's up there and you're, like, yeah. you're trying to push away from that. And that's what I'm – I'm not speaking for you, of course, but, like, trying to relate to the idea that everything I experienced before, like, when I was an athlete, I've kind of, like, shelved it and put mm-hmm. it all away. Because yeah. it's, like – it's a mindset that is now toxic to myself. Like, it's mm-hmm. toxic yeah. to my mentality to, like, think the same way I used to think yeah. and, like – not be fully self-aware of everything that was going on and like love the limelight and love all these things. But mm-hmm. now when I get like people that, Oh, you used to play football, blah, blah, blah. It's, it, it doesn't fully feel like a disappointment, but it feels like this like past self of mine that it brings back all this trauma of like, okay, like now I'm thinking like, Oh, I should have been good because now yeah. like it's, it's a different thing of like an, an NFL player coming back and getting that limelight. Like that's different. Mm-hmm. Whereas like I didn't make it to that stage. So then yeah. I like, I'm thinking back to myself. I'm like, I didn't even make it past college. Like, yeah. so it's like, why are you guys still like, mm-hmm. it bugs me that like I'm yeah. referenced in that way sometimes. Yeah. No, well, it makes sense. I think like kind of a cool thing we're talking about is the fact that two things can coexist at the same time. Mm-hmm. So like I had an amazing career in Pullman and I also want to live my life mm-hmm. or I, I was a student athlete with, you know, NIL deals, all those things and I'm a person who maybe didn't focus too much on football or like there are two things that can coexist at the same time that might yeah. be a little bit different. And so that's kind of what I'm hearing. And it's something that I've had to understand that like my college swimming experience was not what I expected, mm-hmm. but I still learned a lot and had a good time. Yep. And that statement right there took me four years to accept. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that's where that's like just take that takes reflection and it's not going to yeah. happen overnight for everyone, no. but 
And I'm like, oh, for student athletes that are current, I'm like, yeah, this stuff's going to happen. This is going to happen. But if someone told me that when I was a student athlete, oh, not sure if I'd have accepted it. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't took a lot of bets on where I am right now in life from what I thought like my end time was going to be. Mm -hmm. like, I never thought I'd still be in Pullman going on year seven, working for the team. Like that never really crossed my mind. Like, especially towards my last, my last years, I wanted to get completely out of sports. Mm -hmm. Like my, and that's why I go back to this experiment. Like, what'd you want to be or where'd you want to be at when you were a freshman? Like kind of mm -hmm. when you were in elementary and they asked you those things, like I would like to know it as a freshman now, because when I came in, it was graphic design. I want to be a creative director for a sports team, mainly football. That's freshman year up to sophomore year. Junior year comes around. It's starting to change. Senior year comes out. I break my ankle. I'm completely disassoci disassociating myself with sports. I was completely done. Like before, I was ready to quit football, honestly. Mm -hmm. I got to the point at one point that I was completely done with football, ready to be out of sports, didn't want to design in sports, didn't want to do anything. I was looking into medical sales, like really like medical sales yeah <laughs> yeah reevaluating my whole life like i was on a complete disassociation of all things yeah. sports i remember and, that bro yeah i remember like your whole demeanor it can it change changed. Yeah. everything about it changed tell us more your your your, your attitude like yeah. i'm just i'm just saying your attitude about you know football change oh yeah after your you know your injury and you know i, I seen that bro and, mm -hmm. and but i understood the same time and i don't think i think i knew of it but i didn't know how bad it actually was mm -hmm. and how bad it was like truly affecting me but in that last after i broke my ankle 20 covid year 2020 yeah i had a little bit of fun because i was like i was i was still loving sports but then like mm -hmm. once i got back onto the field and felt the way i felt and like everything oh i it was it was a downhill spiral mm -hmm. and that's why i don't think i ever bounced back and i don't I don't think my ankle was actually as bad as I thought it was. Mm. It was just projection in my head of that. It mm. was the thing holding me back. I think it was interesting to watch both of y'all at the same time. Cause I came in our, I was here summer 21, but both of y'all were on the team in fall 21. Mm -hmm. And I think like I knew Dallas, I knew who you were, but I didn't know you personally. And mm -hmm. so, um, like Dallas, I was like, oh, Dallas is like an activist. Like he's super. I was living two different lives yeah, quite it's literally. Like, oh, I'm super into graphic design, all this stuff. And then I would see him on the football t field and be like, oh yeah, Dallas is on the football <laughs> team. Like, or where you take the bite during the apple cup. I was uh, like, yeah. oh, Dallas is on the field. Yeah. Like, no, I was completely <laughs> disassociating myself. Like the sports was completely deteriorating, but that's what was so hard because I had, I, I had a good football career up until my injury mm -hmm. I feel like like I was playing well and doing good things and then that all fell apart and then but then I was so then it turned to football was bad but outside of football was great yeah. I was leading activism mm -hmm. I was pushing the boundaries of NIL mm -hmm. I opened up a brewery I started my freelance business mm -hmm. like everything was, was yeah. happening like so good so it was like that's why I think my identity crisis smacked me so hard too because then sports was pulled and I was like oh I wanted to leave sports anyways but it was mm -hmm. I got out of sports and I was still feeling like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not going to cuss, but feeling like, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it was just like, what is going on? And I was like, I thought this was what I wanted. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, it just, it's, it's crazy. It's just crazy. But I know people, uh, I need to go talk back to some old coaches. Like I'd love to have like a coach on this podcast at some point just to like talk about That'd those be. things. Cause there's only one person I know for sure that called me out on it. And I completely denied it. It was coach Coop. Mm -hmm. He called me into his room in after a meeting one day, he called me and he's like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Like, what is actually wrong with you? Because last year you were bright, smiley, football was amazing. Mm -hmm. And now like 
you're just out there. Mm-hmm. And I told him nothing's wrong. Like I'm fine. Yeah. Like I almost got to the point. Like I, that's kind of when it hit that I knew something was wrong. Cause I almost broke down in tears right there. That yeah. like mm-hmm. something's wrong with Lee. My mentality's off. And he was the one person to call it out. And I'll always go back and look at it because I remember that moment mm-hmm. where I was like, okay, I thought it wasn't showing it that bad, but mm-hmm. it must be bad because then after that, I started hearing from coach silver and hearing from other people. Like right. after I got done playing, what they thought Mm -hmm. yeah I think I went through a similar thing with my head coach so my senior year was Ben Lors and I have a lot of appreciation for him now and like a ton of respect and I'm so thankful he was my coach my senior year but I remember um he called me one time and he was like he said he's like what's going on with you and I was a team captain and like I was on leadership and SAC and like Mm -hmm. you know doing a ton of stuff in the department and he's like what is wrong with you and I was like what and he was like I just don't understand what's going on. Like, it's just, you're not, it's not working. Like, why aren't you putting in the effort? Like, it's not translating. Like, I know you're putting in work in the weight room, but you're not doing anything in the pool. Like, why are you crying so much? Like, what's going on? And I just remember being like, he's attacking me. He hates me. He hates Mm -hmm. me. He hates me. And now, like, I'd love to talk to Ben about that because I think we can laugh about it. And I can be like, wow, I was a little bit delusional. Like, Mm -hmm. I was... I felt like everyone was out to get me mm-hmm. and like he was coming for, for my pride or like right. my ego, which really didn't need to be that big. So I think that's been, that's just interesting to like reflect on. And I'm sure you have those moments, Jihad, like while you're here back in Pullman, like in the office instead of, you know, um, you know, behind the desk or wherever. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. Um, I, I kind of don't, I don't like, necessarily have those 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 moments where i'm like dang i i, I wish i was on the field because I, I i honestly gave it everything i got mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so um you know i don't have i don't really don't have those moments where i'm like man i, I could I, I wish i could suit it up right now i mean it is what it is like yeah. you know what i mean and I, I'm, I'm past the point where um like i, I want to play football like i don't i don't want to play football anymore mm-hmm. like it's cool all i'd want to do is um, you know, help. Yeah. All I want to do is be a mentor to, to guys, and you know, get them to, you know, understand certain things, and you know, get them to understand that this is a super important time in your life, and mm-hmm. you know, you you say you want to do these things, you say you want to go to the NFL. Well, you know, this is what you got to do. Yeah. This is what you don't got. You can't do. You yeah. know what I mean? And a lot of actions are not speaking. Like your words are not speaking your action or whatever. I might, I just put actions speak louder than words. Yeah. Or, yeah. Just whatever. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're talking. You're talking. You're talking, but, but not, those actions aren't yeah. showing. You're not walking yeah, the walk. You're yeah, not walking the walk. Yeah, and and, I, and yeah. for me, it's like I feel like I'm still in their age group. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So with with me being on staff and with me, you know, having that experience, they could relate to me a lot more. Yeah, yeah. You know, they, I feel like they listen to me and they gravitate towards me, gravitate towards me way more, just mm-hmm. because of the fact of, you know, quote unquote, who I am. Yeah, and, you know, just. They they know that, you know what I say is true. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and they 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 listen. You know, mm-hmm. Buddha's. You know, that's someone that, you know, I, I like to get in get in his ear about just because, you know, we relate on so many levels. Yeah. You know what I mean. I tell him, I'm like, man, it's like it's like you in a time machine right now, and you you talking to your older self. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm trying to give you all the keys. You know mm-hmm. what I mean. So, I think it's important for him to, and he knows that it's important yeah. for him to listen. So, mm-hmm. yeah. well, I think it's. I think it's just so cool that, you know, people know the name Jihad Woods, but mm-hmm. then these 
football players get to know you and it's like, man, you're like, you're a bank of knowledge. Like mm-hmm. I would just be like, okay, Jihad, what's next? What's next? What's next? Like, tell me more, tell me more. And not everyone's going to be like that, but I think you're just such an invaluable piece to that, the puzzle of, you know, the Cougar football staff. Yeah. So, I mean, big props to you. Like, I'm glad it. you're here. <laughs> like, I think it's, it's just so awesome. Like you said, the, the student athletes really can relate to you and mm-hmm. they know you walked in their shoes. You walked in the Pullman snow. You know, yeah. you've done all that. So done everything, man. Yeah. All, all the good, the bad, mm-hmm. experience everything that they're <laughs> going to experience. Yeah. So, you know, I tell them whenever you got a question, man, ask it away. Don't hesitate to ask. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I think I think I'm finally getting to the point where I could be a mentor to some of the younger guys and stuff. But because mm-hmm. I'm finally getting self aware again of like who I am and the insight I could bring to a lot of guys. Because I think there's obviously valuable lessons that I can share to them. And I think just having a mentor or something is important because Mm -hmm. at a young age, I was young and dumb and I wish like there's people, there was people like even Jihad, Jihad's not that much older than me. Like, but he was still calling me out for things. There was people like Nick Begg and there was a lot of older guys in the room that I wish I would have actually listened to their words a little bit more Mm -hmm. and understood those things because it probably would have changed a lot. But you know, when I'm young and dumb, I'm like, uh, whatever, they're just being assholes or they're Mm -hmm. just being this to, you know say these things or they're just saying it to say it but like there's a lot of guys in that locker room that meant what they were saying mm-hmm. who who is like your mentor jihad like who are a couple I was, people i was gonna say that yeah. because one thing before i forget it we need to bring back the mentor program do oh, you remember yeah. leach would always assign a senior yeah with a freshman yeah i, I thought you brought that back no? i don't think we fully brought it back again I, and maybe i missed it because i'm not in all the aspects of everything it was like but, it was like it was, it was called uh, the Big Brother program. Yeah, and he he designed you like a, a senior or whatever. Yeah, I don't remember who mine was, but uh, I can't. I don't. I don't. I can't say I had a mentor to be honest. Um, it was always me, you know, figuring things out. Mm-hmm. Um, there was always older guys that you know tried to show me. The, I think Peyton was really Peyton Pelore was a really good, um, you know. Call him my older brother because you know he he definitely showed me the ropes in the beginning, but you know he he left in like after 2018. So you know I was I was still very young, um, but I was still but at the same time I was a leader just because of the fact of you know I, I played early so mm-hmm. I had that experience so guys looked at me as oh know, yeah like a leader yeah Jihad was only there a year before me but it's like you looked at him like he was a fourth year you know way up there and I I remember like. You obviously knew, like, I can speak to the fact that I don't think, I I noticed that Jihad didn't really have a mentor. He was kind of his own because mm-hmm. even though he was young and still had a lot of time left, he played right away. So that, like, triggers it all early. So yeah. you were, like, you were technically a vet 2018, yeah. like, yeah. In, like, 17, mm-hmm. part of 17 too. But, like, by 18, everyone was looking up to Jihad. Like, I can remember it, like, especially... <laughs> he'll know this moment that i'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> what moment bro in the bubble 2018 mm-hmm. when jihad finally just spoke up oh. and we won't fully go into detail <laughs> about it but i'll remember that moment because yeah. i did a whole lot of up downs yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just a standard that you know but that's when i think it clicked for you that mm-hmm. there's no one else above you that's supposed yeah. to lead this team like you just got to take the reins yeah for me it's like I, I noticed the standard starting to, you know, decline. Which and happens after you have Nick Begg, Peyton Palluer, yeah, like Isaac Dotson. Like you have all these foundational leaders. And yeah. For me, it's like I don't care who gets in their feelings about mm-hmm. you know, 
you know what what I, what I have to say. Um, if if it's if it's needed to be said, then I'm gonna say it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know what what Dallas is talking about is, you know, <laughs> I said something about the standard to a coach, and he got. You know, I love I love this coach. I'm not gonna say his name. We all love this coach. <laughs> um, but you know, it just it it. I guess it offended him, and you know it it turned the switch on, and and it was a switch that needed to be turned on. It needed to be turned on, man, because I, I seen it early. Mm-hmm. It, it happened early in the off season. I seen it early, and I and I spoke up and I said something. And, you know, I, I truly <laughs> believe it was something that needed to be said. So, man, yeah. <laughs> but I think you need you need those people on oh, a team, yeah. and like I know when I was my first or second year, I was like. I'm not calling people out. Are you kidding me? And then I was senior and I was calling people out left and right. And (laughs) should I have been calling them out? Maybe not. But I think that that's like necessary for that growth. And especially when you're viewed as a leader or you're a leader on the field, like you have to set that standard and like people really look up to you. Like I thought people didn't look up to me even as a captain. And I I was, I was told later they're like, yeah, we were just watching Mm -hmm. you. And I was like, Oh my goodness. Like, I didn't do anything crazy, but you know, what if I had done something like, would I have like changed the dynamic of the program? I wasn't that influential, but like, you know, those are questions that I ask myself that I'm sure you kind of like, you know, how you were so focused on football and everything. Mm -hmm. Maybe that was part of that. I don't know. Definitely. I mean, once you accept your role as, you know, being that, being that vocal leader, um, you know, you kind of just naturally lean, you kind of just naturally, uh, adapt and lean into that role. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, there's definitely times where, you know, things got very hostile. Um, you know, I've always almost gotten to fights with Kai because you know, there's just it's it's a lot of you know, uh, like alphas in the room and built up emotions. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot you, of alphas. You're, you're as a I feel like as a college athlete in general, you're always putting up a huge defense barrier, and if anyone says anything, they're attacking your character. Mm-hmm. They're attacking mm-hmm. this. They're attacking everything. Mm-hmm. So it it always happens eventually. It just boils over. Yeah, and it's it's a you gotta have a certain maturity about you to be able to to accept that type of um, criticism, mm-hmm. or else you know things get things get kind of hostile. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely had to go through. I thought I was mature, and then I got called out, and I was like Miss Pity Party over mm-hmm. here. Like everyone's against me, and then I think you know it just takes time, and yeah. it's. I wish I could like go back and be like Janelle, hello, mm-hmm. like what are you doing but yeah. that's not how life works and right. it's hard to take those mm-hmm. yeah. uh, like the first moment the first time you ever get called out in front of the team by a player or a coach it you're like all alarms are going off mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. just you don't know what's going on and it's just like this fury of like everything and you're like your first response is like no no i'm not like you get super defensive mm-hmm. and it's just I, I remember a lot of my moments when i like someone would call me out like there's plenty of times Jihad called me out, and <laughs> I, I, I would remember him. And the thing about Jihad, we were kind of close like that, so he'd usually say it more in yeah. a joking manner. Yeah. Like, he, he'd lay it on me slightly, but there's some moments where he'd actually, like, tell me, and I'd be like, <laughs> oh, yeah, no, he's not doing this joking. Like, this, <laughs> this must be pretty serious. Yeah, I mean, like I said, when, you, when you're in that leadership role, you can't care about, you can't care about feelings. Mm-mm. You can't care about your, you know, it doesn't matter how close we are. It's like, there's a standard. We gotta, we gotta hold hold each other accountable to that standard. Oh yeah, or mm-hmm. else you know we decline as a team. So yeah, and I think it's cool 
And I think like you, y'all kind of touched on this, but like how the standard of Washington state football and mm-hmm. Washington state athletics honestly has just risen up. Mm-hmm. Like this is the expectation of, you know, maybe we don't have as many resources as another school, but we're going to still, this is still our expectation. Yeah. And I think so many outside factors, uh, everything that's happening in this college athletics you know, world now is starting to show and people are starting to realize like, we have to have a new standard. We're at a new baseline because there's so many things that are happening that um, expose what's, you know, kind of what's lacking. So yeah. I think we're doing a, a good job trying to counteract everything as much as possible. Um, and I think the future for Washington State is bright. I think we're putting the right things in place, the foundation. And a lot of good things are happening. And I think we're trying, we're starting to figure out who we are again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that. And I like thinking about that. Like, even in my college experience, like, who who was I as a UNLV rebel? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I know what I said in front of SAC. I know what I said to all the freshmen that came in. But was I really that? And, yeah. like, I was thinking about, because we had the senior luncheon, like, a couple of days ago. And I was thinking about the how they have the guest speaker who's, like, an alum. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about, oh, my goodness, what if I had to give that talk at UNLV? And I was like, if I would have given that talk, you know, three years ago, it would have just been straight lies, straight lies. Yeah. College is amazing. All these things. And now, now I feel like I can look back on my experience and be a little bit more realistic and be like, Hey, here are some things that I didn't do right. Here are mm-hmm. some things that I could have improved upon, yep. but that doesn't necessarily mean my college experience was bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just like, I appreciate talking with y'all cause we're all at kind of different places in our, you know, our careers or whatever you want to call it. But I think we all have a lot of similarities in about like our identity and like who we are and what's important mm-hmm. to us. And that's also why you can read like at the end of the day, most college athletes are all the same. It's just where are these trigger points, trauma, successes, failures, where everything hits. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like if you put us all in the same room, we're going to have more similarities than differences. Yeah. And that's why it's like, that's why athletes have to have these conversations with other athletes. Mm-hmm. And like, I've been, um, sorry to jump to this exactly right now, but I've been trying to find uh, a mental therapist and go into therapy, but I'm like, I need someone that's, uh, a sports, you know, college, yeah. ex college athlete or worked in sports. Mm-hmm. So they'll be able to understand. Huh? Yeah. So they'll be able to understand because I'm like, I can't like, yeah, the, at the end of the day, whatever therapist I get is going to be good for me. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, in the back of my head, it's like I'm just talking to them and sharing my yeah. experience where I'd rather have like more of a call and response. Like mm-hmm. they've had these experiences, so I know that they're truly understanding it. Mm-hmm. And that's why I don't think I've found a therapist yet because I'm going to be picky about I'm already picky who I talk to. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be extra picky talking to a therapist because I want someone that's actually going to benefit me. So mm-hmm. it's been it's it's hard to find someone in Pullman. So I'm looking teledoctor and mm-hmm. all that stuff. But I need to, I think I need to find a therapist that actually is like, has some sports backing played or something. Mm. But that's, that's it's good. a, you it's a that. whole different experience. Like, and that's why, I, that's why I started this podcast again. And that's mm-hmm. why I keep doing them because I, I now love to bring on college athletes because this is kind of a therapy in a way. Mm-hmm. Like we're sharing our experience, we're sharing trauma, we're experiencing yeah. successes mm-hmm. that we've experienced together. Maybe we're at different schools. Like you swam at UNLV but at the end of the day we're still melting together mm-hmm. into the same experiences yeah. in yeah. a way and, it, and, it, and it helps and I and I miss showing colors when me Khalees and Danny used to do it and bring on athletes because it'd be the same thing 
And that was two years ago. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why my mental deteriorated so much because I wasn't having these these breakdowns and experiences of other college athletes because no one else – I can go talk to some of my friends that didn't play any college athletics, and they don't understand it at all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They don't get, like, everything that we went through. So it's, like, it's always nice to talk to other college athletes about things that are happening. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's just – it just feels more real. Yeah. It just really feels more real. But funny that you say you want a therapist that is in sports or has that as background. My current therapist, no association with sports. Yeah. And I love it <laughs> because I think, I think for me, like I need that separation and I need someone that has no idea what's going on to give, to, to shoot it to me straight. Yep. And um, like, I think a lot of what I'm talking about in therapy right now is a really focused on like, okay, I've, I, I've gone through a lot of things this past mm -hmm. year. Like my life is completely different. And Jihad, if you would have met me last year, like <laughs> I would have been a completely different person. I think, really? um, I don't know. Dallas maybe can talk to that a little I bit more. I can slightly see different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which we'll get into that another time, but, mm -hmm. um, I think a lot of it is trying to figure out who I am right now. Mm -hmm. And like, part of that is still shedding that, athlete identity because mm -hmm. i still work in sports i'm still yeah. around it i still hear what the, you know i still go to swim meets i still you know kind of catch up i know what happened at ncaa's like all that and um although i still enjoy it like i still feel like there's a little bit of a hold on me where it's like these were my values when i swam like this is what i feel like my values are now and like can these again can these coexist at the same time mm -hmm. and i actually had therapy this morning um and my therapist is so funny because he's just like so you work for a company and I'm like, well, sure, we could call it a company. <laughs> and so, but it just gives me a little bit of joy to like. Yeah, which that makes sense yeah. coming from a different side. But I think, I don't know, I have, I have a weird thought process that it's like, I kind of need some type of call and response back. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it's like, I don't think that therapist is going to work out. Yeah. So I'm still searching. That's okay. You know, the right therapist is out there. You really got to search. That's a whole nother thing. <laughs> that you we can really talk do have time. to search. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I advise if you're scared of therapy, get therapy still. Yeah. It's not that scary. Yeah. The other, the other best part about therapy, sorry, we're on a tangent a little bit. Like you don't have to stick with your therapist. No. Like you can go to therapy and be like, I don't like you. <laughs> <And> then Try <laughs> someone else. Yeah. Um, I, d I did that. And like, I was so scared because I was like, this person is giving me nothing. And mm -hmm. so then I called the place. I was like, can you please transfer me? And they're like, oh yeah. And it took like 10 seconds. And I was like, yeah. what am I so scared of? Yeah. So just little funny things. But I think we got to do a little bit like the Jihad Woods deep dive. So I think Dallas, you and I <laughs> should like ask some questions to Jihad. Uh -oh. Like, you know, you know, a quick response. <laughs> so like we start off with an easy one. Like what's your favorite restaurant in Pullman? South Fork. Ooh. Ooh, good one. Uh, oh, I was, uh, I'm not good at these quick response questions. I'm not good at it either. What do you think? <laughs> oh, you know what Janelle I is. Yeah. Um, what do you think about echolocation? <laughs> See, you asked me this the other day. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> it's, you know, the dolphin. The dolphins, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's cool, I guess. <laughs> um, have you been to a concert before? No, I have not. Okay. Who's it, your dream concert? So right now my favorite artist is Larry June. He's a rapper. Yeah, from, uh, yeah. San Francisco, and you know I would love to go to. A con I think there's there's a uh, he's he's going to San Diego. That's where during I'm our break. Yeah, so I might I'm gonna slide over. Have to slide. Get to yeah. a concert. Do I it. love concerts. Yeah, I gotta go. Do it. 
do it. I might go to a concert tomorrow. I haven't decided. But anyways, um, favorite season in Pullman? Oh, I was going to say summer, but it gets too hot. hot. (laughs) Like my last summer here, it was um, like it was up in the 110s. Yeah. Like, I remember bruh, like I remember like I walk into my apartment, it's like ninety degrees yeah. <laughs> in my apartment. And I remember uh, you know, some of our teammates were sleeping in the locker room. So man, I say I say the fall. You got a favorite teacher or professor? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really don't. I wish I did. I don't know. Uh, nah, Maybe. Favorite, favorite coach of all time Ooh. in your college career? Oh, that's tough. I think Coach Grinch. Coach okay. Grinch really, uh, really, really changed, changed me as Yo. a person. Um, he helped me, you know, instill, instill that discipline within myself mm-hmm. and that confidence within myself because he was the one, he was the one that recruited me too. Yep. So it was like, man, and, you know, I, I love, you know, even though it was like a year or two, it was two years, um, but, you know, he played a, a big role in my, you know, college career. So shout out to Coach Grinch. I like that. Um. I was going to ask you about Chernobyl, but we already talked about that. I'm kidding. Um, we talked about that offline to see if we all knew what that was. Um, so I, you know, I haven't seen you like as a style icon. Like, I don't know your style. Could you describe that to me in a little bit? I'm very laid back. Like I like just basic stuff. Um, sometimes you'll see me with like easy slides on, um, you know, sweats, sweater, um, you know, I don't do too much. I'm not like super fashion icon. Not like that guy over there. Dallas no. Hobbs. I'm not a fashion icon. <laughs> <laughs> At least I, I could be, but I don't choose. Yeah. To. It's cuz men's 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 clothes like the ones I would like to wear, like it gets pretty expensive too. Yeah. Like, I got <laughs> a very acquired taste. And so. it's like we're sitting in the office all day, so I'm yeah. like I can't flex at the office. Yeah, ain't no point. Why not? I'm not going to flex at the office. <laughs> no, nah, I'm kidding. Ain't no point. You can flex at a conference or something like that. Yeah, I might pull out some stuff for this BS at mm. this Black Student Athlete Summit. Jihad, you'll have to come with us next year. All right. Yeah, sure. We'll see if sure. we can get you on. Yeah. yeah. Um, Maybe we'll do a presentation together. Oh, we should. That'd actually be really fun. We'd, we'd be so silly, though. Um, <laughs> I know. What do you think? Like, so you talk about working out. Remember yesterday you were like, I'm going to work out. And then you didn't, yeah. but what's your favorite exercise? Like in the weight room or something? Mm, I mean, I like anything that has to do with everybody. <laughs> and to be honest, I don't like, leg, I don't like doing lower body. Um, just cause we've, I've done it so much throughout my college career mm. that, you know, I kind of just like, yeah, I, I like, feel that. I like, I like, you know, hypertrophy and I like, um, you know, just the aesthetic look, yeah. Rather than, you know, destroying my joints. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that I'm just getting back in the weight room. Yeah, yeah. After, uh, probably like a year. Oh. I'm finally I'm three weeks in, but I'm switching tracks. I'm cycling and I'm w- late weightlifting, but not like crazy. Yeah. But mm-hmm. Right now I'm big cycling and preparing for a 10k. Ooh, I didn't know about the 10k. Yeah. Are you going to walk backwards for that 10K? No, I'm running that. (laughs) I'm running all of it. Running? Yeah. Holy. Me and my sister. Man, that's... July 4th. Oh, okay. In Tacoma, I think. We haven't found one exactly. It was going to be a 5K, but then on Saturday, I was like, what's my baseline? And I ran three and a half miles. So I was like, we got to go higher. (laughs) So I'm going for a 10K. Working out is just like so... 
I mean, part of it is like, you know, um, wanting to look good, but most of it is very, you know, mental and, you know, it's very therapeutic. That's, in my opinion. I think I finally switched it where it's like for so long I've hated the weight room because we were forced to do it in a way. Mm-hmm. And I never mm-hmm. fell in love with it. Then I fell in love with cycling. Mm-hmm. Now I got back in the weight room and I'm like doing stuff that doesn't hurt. Or mm-hmm. my knees also don't hurt because I'm not carrying 315 pounds anymore. Mm-hmm. And now I'm getting into running. And I think I'm going to fall in love with running, which if you would have asked me any time in my life, <laughs> I would have never said <laughs> I'm going to be running a 10K or running a mile. Yeah. Like, I didn't think I'd ever get to this point, but I think I'm about to fall in love with running. Oh, man, I, I'm still struggling. Like, it's wild. <laughs> well, you know what's so funny? When I had just gotten into football, um, not into football, like started working in football, y'all used to say like, hey, I'm going out for a run or like we're doing a run for afternoon. So it's like, okay, like y'all like are going to do a swim run. So you're going to run three miles and then you're gonna do crunches and then whatever. And then y'all would do this, the shuttle. And I, and I remember walking out there and I was like, I am so disappointed. I thought these guys were going to run six no, miles. So, you know, six second burst. No, that's yeah. our run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long distance runs is difficult. I think, I think I've come to love like and appreciate now like a good walk. And I know that sounds really corny. Not at all. But I think that I that is exercise. Like, mm-hmm. I never it thought it was. And so I'm like, no, I'm going to go for a walk. Like, it's mm-hmm. super nice out. Oh, yeah. I feel good. 30 minutes, like, maybe longer if I feel like it. But, man, then I'm like, I feel good. That's what 75 hard did for me. Mm-hmm. I complete. I don't ride my one wheel anymore. Like, I'm I'm at the point I where I might that. need to sell my oh, one wheel. Oh, yeah. I haven't I seen you ride Because yeah. we started 75 hard, and I used any opportunity to walk, to walk. as one of my – and add up to my workouts. Mm-hmm. I've run my one wheel in probably four months now or something. Yeah. Cause I slowly started to wean off it when I knew I was starting 75 hard and I've, I walk everywhere now. I love walking. I, I 45 minute walk. I love hiking. Like walking is, yeah. I was just talking about it today. Like me and Carson probably walked probably like two miles today. And I was like, I would have never walked two miles. Like mm-hmm. I would have <laughs> found a way out of that. Mm-hmm. And now I throw music on, go on night walks, go on anything. It's a mental clear. Clearation. I don't know if that's a clarity. word. Mental clarity. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I make up words. <laughs> um, but anyways, no. Clearation. It sounds good. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It Clearation. Anyways, but no, I think uh, walking is a great thing for the mental. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? So like, I hate, we do this. I hate this question, but like, what are some things that you enjoy doing? I know you work all the time, but like, what are some things you enjoy doing besides painting with me? <laughs> really um, him. <laughs> Um, I I love working out. To be honest, um, it's it's something that you know I look forward to just because I like progression. Mm-hmm. I like progression, and when I see progression over time, it makes me feel good mentally. Mm-hmm. And you know, I I need that. I need to be able to look forward to something, mm-hmm. and you know, I also need to be able to put my my body and my mind in, you know, um stressful situations uh just just to kind of just challenge my i love challenging myself for some reason um i kind of just this is probably a, a factor from football um that you know carried over but i just I, I need that challenge so um you know i i work out pretty much every day i didn't yesterday <laughs> that man was tired <laughs> i was tired you did say you were tired yeah. so i'll give you that pass. <laughs> i was so tired but um yeah, working out is like my main main hobby right now outside of work, which we work a lot. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Well, 
you know, Jihad, like for me as someone that knew you as just Jihad Woods on the field, mm -hmm. it's just been such a joy to get to know you and learn more about you. And um, I think it's just so fun to see like the progression that you've undergone and like to a year and a half, two years. So mm -hmm. I'm mm -hmm. really proud of you. And like, Appreciate I'm that. lucky to call you one of my friends. So we're, we're friends now. We're Heck friends yeah. Now. yeah. Heck yeah. No, it's, I think that's kind of closing it all. We hit our, our last little questions. Mm -hmm. um, I think we had some great talking points. So um, if you made it this far, I mean, we really appreciate it. And thank you for tuning in always. Um, thank you, Jihad, for hopping on. Absolutely. It's been, it's been a pleasure. Um, first guest for all that and then some. So, I mean, you're you're the inaugural. Is that what they? Yeah. Inaugurated? In, inaugurated? That's if you're getting sworn in. Oh. But you're our inaugural so you are our different? number one okay you are the number I like that. one <laughs> i like that but anyways no i i appreciate it thank you for hopping on i think Absolutely. we had some good chats i mean i hope everyone gets through this whole podcast this is how long this has it been it's we're at we're probably going to come in around like an hour 15 okay oh not bad at all yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah so it's it's been great and i'm hoping everyone makes it through this because there's some there's some good insight in here from mm -hmm. a college athlete um from a lot of college ex-college athletes so Appreciate it if you made it this far. Uh, thank you to our people. Um, thank you to our guests that are going to continue to be on here. Thank you to everyone that's supporting us. and Thank you to everyone out there. Um, Jihad, any last final words? Love. Love. Peace. Mm -hmm. Peace and love. <laughs> Appreciate y'all. Uh, thank you for tuning in to All That and Then Some, Episode 3, with your host Janelle in Dallas um, and our special guest, Jihad Woods. Um, tune in on Whatever platform, I guess. I don't know why I'm saying that right now. Because <laughs> into something. Um, but no, thank you guys. Um, peace and love. Peace. <laughs>